Work is cheap, time is heavy Ain't gonna do it till I'm ready Life's just here, passing me by Ain't gonna sit around It goes, but it takes a while You you um you need a lot of stability on it That's the one thing I like about it It feels like it's a core workout, a whole workout with it And uh, to do five miles on that feels like I did ten on the road It's incredible I'm, uh, oh, I have seen these Yes You're looking it up? Yeah, yeah, these are cool there's no, is there power behind them or is it all self? All self-propelled, 100% self-propelled. And it's, I was, uh, I was going to attempt to do a run on one to see how, how long I could actually run an hour and 20 minutes was, that's it. That's, I, that was, that was it. I couldn't do any, I, I think I would have died if I went any farther. That was, it was brutal. I, mean, I think they're worse than a trip, harder. Amount of time. But, yeah. So. Anyway, we're doing the podcast and I wanted to, I wanted to know how long have you been in the fitness that like doing like, cause I ha I didn't do it my whole life. How long have you been in the fitness? Um, so mom was a dietitian at Yale. So oh. she like got me into, <laughs> and that wasn't meant to be like, mom is a dietitian. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, she was very much into the health space and um, I got into it early. I mean, it's funny cause I think people could go one of two ways like dietitian mom, you know, doesn't keep an Oreo in the house. You have right. those kids that'll like rebolt and then just eat shitty for the rest of their lives. Um, True. For some reason it took for me. Uh, I think part of it, I was like bullied as a kid. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get strong and like beat everybody up, uh, <laughs> which, you know, I should have just did martial arts. because I yeah, still got yeah. beat up. Um, But I started around 12. So uh, actually being in the fitness industry, like working in clubs and doing uh, yeah. online coaching stuff like that. Uh, I've been working since I was 17. So 28 now. Uh, so carry the one 11 years, seven years. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I did it in Texas for a short bit. I 25 to 29, I was in decent shape. And then from 30 to 40 just was a shit show. Yeah. But, I read a fitness center. I really enjoyed it. I ran Express Fitness in Euless, uh, Texas is where I was. That was a pretty good gym. Did you, did you have your own gym or did you just work in other gyms as like a trainer? Uh, just did training. Never opened my own facility. Nice. Very happy I didn't make that choice. Yeah, I see, especially right now, right? I feel bad. Like I see Jimmy, they got to be struggling. I know there's a couple privately owned gyms. I'm sure the big the big names are going to be just fine. It's the little guys that are I worry about because I have equipment in my own garage because I've been working out at my garage instead of going to the gym right now. Oh, yeah, that's the move. I need to get some equipment. I got lucky. I bought it before. I started buying stuff before COVID hit. Like I was afraid, like, I don't know what, why we did it. My wife and I were both like just starting to buy stuff. And then all of a sudden everything locked down. Like the rack I bought, this big heavy rack I bought would be like, I got it for like 200 bucks, not even, I think. And then I'm looking online, they're like a thousand dollars now used Yes, because they're crazy. I'm like, maybe I should sell it. <laughs> oh, you can make a fortune. I really trying to buy stuff now. Probably. I just wish I would have found your company uh, two years ago. I'm being honest because the, the diet struggle was the hardest part. Like I'm rocking your shirt, by the way. Nice. I'm not going <laughs> to that's all right. I'll rock it for you. But uh, yeah, I wish two years ago, that would have been, that would have been a game. By the way, I just had your portobello stuffed mushroom for dinner. Nice. Like that, it? Oh, I love that one. Oh, I told you the only one I didn't like was the what they, beat balls. Is that what they were called? Yes. I, I think it's my fault too. I think I read it wrong. I didn't, I didn't know they were made. They're made of beets, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I don't like beets and I must've read it wrong. Like when oh, I was clicking dude. real fast and when I got, I'm like, I think my wife, I'm like, Oh my God, I don't know what that is. And I didn't even, cause I threw a tag out real quick. And then I forgot what you said. I'm like, Oh, that's why I don't do beets. Yeah. They're, they're very beaty. If you don't like beets. Um, I love them. And I'm, I mean, I'll even admit there's menu items. Like I'm not a big pork guy. So yeah. like some of the pork dishes, like we have a Moroccan pork, probably my lowest favorite though. Some people like it. Um, but the beat balls, oh my God, I love them, but you got to like beets. Yeah. Yeah. My wife loved them. She, she hammered them. She, she absolutely loved them. You know, and for me being plant-based, it was nice because even with your menu, it's nice. Cause like I got the, we, what we have this week, the cod and you had like two different styles and, and that's fine. Like, I'll eat fish. I absolutely love, and that was a nice change. I actually feel like a little bit more energy this week because of eating the fish, I think. Yeah. So you, uh, nutritionist too, is that what you did or do you just cook? Like what got you into starting fit AF and does it stand for fit as fuck? <laughs> so between you and me, yes, it does. <laughs> well, it's uh, not you and I me always, now. <laughs> I, I'm always, uh, tentative 
So if we do like demos, which we don't really do now because of COVID, but we'll go out and hand out samples to places. And most people I tell them, but then you get the one person who's like, does it mean what I think it means? And then you got to just like hold yourself back and be like fit and fresh, obviously. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, it is, you know, it can be whatever you want it to be. But three years ago, I was like, I I mean, not that I was making it a joke, but like I wanted it to be like, my personality and i'm like not that i i say af after everything right but it's just like what if i like threw in fucking yeah i love it i i do love it i was i'm very happy i made the choice i was very nervous at first especially for the first six months when like you you know you don't grow in business yeah oh my god is it the name um anyways um i can see that though yeah, I did uh, a lot of personal training. So that was my big thing, personal training and nutrition coaching. Three years ago, I had a client, uh, his name's Mark. <clears throat> he now lives in, um, he's back in New York, but he was basically like, hey, if I give you money, would you cook my food for me? Uh, and I was like, I guess. <laughs> uh, and I was just prepping for myself at that time. And I've always been able to cook okay. Right. So I started doing it for him and more people started asking and he started losing weight. I mean, it's a, it's obviously a big thing. Like a lot of people could get the, summon the willpower to be consistent at the gym, but they can't summon the willpower to eat better. And it's, it's not all willpower. A lot of it is, it's really confusing because there's so much contradicting information. Uh, You have to kind of know how to cook. You have to kind of know a little bit about nutrition so you know what to eat and what to maybe avoid or what to eat when you're going out to eat right so there's a lot of factors behind it so that's basically it i started doing it for a few people and eventually i was like this could be something oh yeah and i filed all the paperwork and got started that's that's awesome because you know that was the biggest struggle Cindy and I had. Like we would food prep like crazy. We were we were dis- when we finally made the move. She made the move first, like to, to really want to get in shape and, and do the and be healthy. So the diet was our diet was never horrible, but what we noticed was we were spending like our only days off together are Sundays. So it was like, she, you know, she gets off at two in the afternoon on a, on a Saturday. So it was okay. We're gonna go grocery shopping, and, and then now we're gonna spend all day Sunday food prepping. And I'm like this sucks. Like we have we have no time to do anything we else wanted, we want to do. And we were being really simple with our meals. It was like chicken and rice, chicken and rice, chicken, and rice, and broccoli, chicken and rice. And then when I went plant-based, it was like, I don't know, I ate lettuce. It was weird. Like it just, it was, I didn't have the time. I started reading stuff, but I didn't have the time to put into it. And then when I, at Lyft Gym, when I saw your flyer, I'm like, I'm going to do this. And then I saw you, I think it was you I met there once. And then a couple of weeks, months went by and I'm like, man, I really want to do that. And I asked Cindy, we're like, let's do it. And I'm telling you, hands down, not just because you're on the podcast. The reason you're on the podcast is I absolutely love the shit. It was, it's a taste amazing because I can't cook like that. And we love absolutely everything that we've had. Again, mine was the beat balls, but that was my mistake. I just didn't read through what it was. Um, but it is, and it helped. I've actually lost more weight even now with that. I went down another eight. I've noticed that on like eight to nine pounds, I went down just because now I know what my dinner is Monday through Friday. That's why I do that 10 meal plan with you. Mm-hmm. So 10 for us is me and Cindy. That's a that's a meal. That's dinner for her and I Monday through Friday. Sunday, we always order out. That's our cheat meal, whether it's Chinese food or pizza or something. Um, we'll do that. And then Sunday, when we do hang out together, it's usually... We pick on Sundays. It's, it's our thing. And then right back Mondays, we're back on it. And we got dinner made Monday through Friday. It's nice. Oh my God, I'm glad it helps. I didn't know you were dropping weight. I'm glad it yeah. uh, helped you in that endeavor too. Yeah, I didn't expect that either because I thought my I actually thought my diet was under control. And I, I found out that, you know, like I had my breakfast. I'm pretty, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of breakfast. I did a lot of fasting before. You ever do any of that fasting stuff? Yeah. Do you still do it or no? Um. Somewhat. I usually, uh, if I wake up at six, I usually wait till like nine or 10. I, I like to be productive until I eat. Eating I for me is like, uh, uh, okay, I'm going to bang out a shitload of work and then I'll reward myself with a nice meal. I'm kind of the same way. See, she leaves at four. Cindy gets up at four thirty. I'm at up at five. Um, in here in the studio by five thirty, and I'm either answering emails, getting stuff prepped, ready for the day. Do my, you know, I'm using my morning messages. I do my meditation or my run. And then 
you know, I'm out, I have to be at work for nine. So like eight o'clock, I'm having a bowl. Like I use, I like this organic new cereal I've been trying. It's really good. And I have a, but I'm a nut. I weigh it. Like, I'm like, okay, I measured out. That's a cup. Boom. Half a cup of milk. That's all I allow. That's because I think you need that discipline. Like it's that little trigger for me. I know I start my day off with that discipline and plant-based burrito for lunch. I'm boring. And I have some fruit in between. And then literally I, that's why I look forward to your meal. It's the only thing that has taste that I get to eat at the end of the day. Like that plant-based burrito has no taste. <laughs> Is that like a frozen thing you got? Yeah. It's one of those Amy's it's gluten. Okay. And they're not bad. I mean, they're a little higher in fat, but I, I'm running. I'm active. I think I need it because I noticed when I tried changing it to just like a veggie wrap, I was really like bonking at the end of the day. I felt like my energy for some reason was just dropping. I had constant energy all day. And then it seems like right, right around four 30 or four o'clock, everything would drop for me. And that's why I said, I need something with more, more carbs, maybe a little bit more fat. I don't know. That's well, so yeah, I it sounds like your breakfast is relatively small. And I'm sure that, that, uh, lunch is only what 300 calories 400 calories yeah i think it's three i think it's three on the nose is what the, is what the calories is and i deliver beer for a living so i'm moving from the minute i get I, you know throwing beer around a truck moving halves moving quarters so you're active and moving so i'm burning that off pretty quick i would so for dinner you're just doing a meal do you do anything else yeah i have one gigantic <clears throat> let's just say small but it's a gigantic cup a spoonful of uh peanut butter that's my dessert one spoonful okay. of peanut butter done and then back up here to do a podcast or whatever else we're trying to do. And you're not starving at the end of the night? No, no. And it's funny. I'm not. That's the weird part. My body has, I never used to wake up hungry and it seems like, you know, like usually seven 30 is the max I will eat. I will not eat anything after seven 30. And usually if I do want a snack after that peanut butter, like Cindy and I, like I stayed away from popcorn and stuff. Cause I thought I was getting wheat from popcorn. We have popcorn every night. And then all of a sudden I'm like, why is the scale going up? It's the only thing I've changed. And I think it's cause I was retaining water cause it's salty. Uh, my own, that's my bro science. Did that, did that work? Is that right? Is that what it was? <laughs> Uh, sodium will make you retain water. I doubt that a little bit of sodium, unless you're eating a shitload, uh, popcorn, uh, would add that much. There's always a lot of factors that'll yeah. contribute and we could talk about that. Yeah. I'd like to talk about that. I was adding uh, steak seasoning, the sauce, the, 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 the shake, the Montreal, the Montreal like shaking it on there and mixing it up. Like I, I call it my gourmet popcorn. Yeah. And, uh, that was probably, I probably quadrupled the sodium amount. I bet. Yeah. Well, maybe it did then. <laughs> maybe it did. Maybe that was why. Yeah, but I know I don't really, I have, and it's funny, I have a ton of energy, energy especially like in the morning, I, I love to work out or do my runs on an empty stomach. Uh, it's like when I hit two, three, four, five miles, I feel like, okay, I'm getting hungry. Like I could start feeling like, you know, okay, I'm ready. And then, and then it's time to take my shower. And then I still don't eat immediately. I wait it's probably a half hour before I finally eat. But yeah, it's not, I feel like, I feel like my diet's on point now. Let me ask you just because I'm curious. So yeah. I run in the morning as a way to uh, more so like a discipline thing. And truly, mm -hmm. I hate it. And I'm never, I never wake up and I'm like, I can't wait to run. And I, I don't even always feel great after, but it puts me in a zone. Sure. Finish it off with a cold plunge. Do you enjoy your morning runs? Like, do you have the energy for it? I have the energy for it. I hate the first mile. The first mile, even in the afternoon, for some reason, no matter when I run, I, I do look forward to running. I look forward to coming home. I feel bad. I just told Miss Cindy she can't run because she pops that fuse during this. I'm going <laughs> to be all upset. Um, but like we both look forward to our runs like and it's but it's always for me. It's like that. It's maybe it's in my head. It's like that first mile. I hate it. I sure. hate it. I want to stop. And then it's like as soon as that first mile gets through. Yeah, I really do. I enjoy it. I feel as soon as I get off, I feel energized. Like that's why today's I was, well, first of all, I was running late, but like I did my morning message sweaty and freaking out because I get, I do get like an endorphin rush from getting off that treadmill. Um, and I think there's a difference between running to run and then like really running. Like this morning I ran at 8.5 for two miles. That's the hardest I've ever done it. Um, and I really cooked those, those two miles off. I did, actually did three, but cooked them off as fast as I could. And I actually, yeah, I really felt good after it. I really did. Yeah. So to answer your question, yeah, I do. I, yeah, I do. I do enjoy my morning run. I enjoy it even more in the mornings. Like then I feel like I, I started, I accomplished, I like to get things checked off my list. I have like OCD. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're the same way. I know we talked about like, there's something, if there's something you got to do during the day and you lay in bed and you didn't do it, you're the same. You're going to get up and do it if you can. Yeah. It drives me nuts. Yeah. What's any of your other pet peeves? Do you have any other things that help keep you on track, like fitness wise or what helps, what helps keep you motivated? Or is it, you've been doing it so long. It's just now your life. Um, so fitness wise, I, I would divide that into fitness and like business. So fitness is pretty easy for me to stay motivated. It's such a habit at this point that it's harder for me not to say, go to the gym or whatever. 
Right. Um, running's a little bit differently because I utilize running as kind of like that morning discipline, like literally get up, no anything, like literally within five minutes of me getting up, I just fucking run. Yep. Um, and uh, I would say physical activity, it's easy. I like, I've ingrained in my brain the benefits where um, I don't need to convince myself. It's like, okay, like at first really, like it's okay. I had these extrinsic motivations when I was young. Like I want to look good, I want to <laughs> beat these guys up and stuff like that. Yeah. And those motivations don't succeed long-term, but they're often great ways for people to start habits is to have that yeah. e extrinsic motivation of like, oh, I want to start this business and make a lot of money or whatever it is. And a lot of people put that down, but if it's getting you, you know, to start awesome, but it's got to change to something intrinsic. Um, so for me, it's like, I just value being healthy. Like I, I, I like the feeling of being, you know, physically and mentally clear and it's just a good feeling. Um, life short, might as well make the most of it. It is. I don't know who said the quote, but I want to die young as old as I can. And that, that quote, yes. like literally halfway through this process I've been on stuck with me. I'm like, you know what? You're right. Because, you know, and I, I admit like when you're fat, which I was, I, there's no other word to describe it. That's what I was. And when I would walk in the gym and try to work out, you know, I, I started and you, you, it takes a long time for that confidence to build up. And, you know, I always used to wonder why, and I admit this, like I'd see guys in the gym in great shape, you know, like I'm looking, I'm like, why are they so fucking cocky looking in that mirror all the time? And they look you know what? It's funny when you start doing it and you finally start to get in shape. It is. It's an awesome feeling to look in the mirror and I nowhere near where I want to be yet. But I look in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, I don't. I finally can say I don't see the fat guy looking back at me anymore. I'm like, no, I know I'm in shape. I know I'm fit. I know I know, like I can go with anybody right now. Let's go run 10 miles like we could do that. And that's I think that's what I had to figure out on my fitness level, too, is what did I want? Did I want to be a bodybuilder? No, I'm 42 years old. I don't want to do that anymore. I, that, no appeal. You know, I just found I want to be. <laughs> Do I want to do jujitsu? Yes. Do I want to do an ultra marathon? Yeah. I still want to do one of those, but I found out, I think it's just, I want to be an all around athlete, like in shape, healthy. And like you said, it becomes like, now it's like, it's harder for me not to work out. Like this morning I could have said, I'm not doing those three miles. I'm running behind, or I jacked the treadmill up and I crank them out and get him done. So I can still get everything done for the day. I want to get done. Right. No, I agree. And even I still have my goal. So I, like I used to do men's physique and stuff like that. And that was the carrot at the end of the stick. Yeah. to work out hard and to eat well. And even with things like, oh, I just enjoy being healthy and feeling good. Like I still need more of a carrot. So I try to set intermittent goals, whether they're strength-based, um, physique-based or getting my body fat percentage at a certain point. Honestly, sometimes I'll do like a photo shoot or something like that for uh, fit. Be like, oh, you'll use a photo for advertising or something like that. So that kind of keeps me engaged. And those carrots I think are very important. 100%. Um, they they make it more exciting. It's like you're not just going through the motions. You're doing the exercise. And you're like, yes, I'm making progress. And as humans, I think we just crave progress. Yeah, because we're rewarded with it. And that's why, like, when I saw the name and I, I knew it was Santa for fit as fuck, because that is something like that's a saying, like I would say, joking around with Cindy, like even if I didn't know there was a business name for it, I'd be like, I feel fit as fuck. You know what I mean? Like that's just what would come out and it, and it, and it, and it works. And I found lots of things. I mean, I know you listen to podcasts and stuff and we've talked before, like I'm a big advocate for, you know, the legalization of marijuana completely, not right. just medical. And it's helped me hit goals because if I don't have a goal, I can, I can continue to work out. But like you just said, it was perfect. I like to have that carrot, that goal at the end, like, okay, what's, what's my next goal? Do I want to do a Spartan race? Do I want to mine are more, I think it's because I want to achieve, I want to do things. I, I don't know if I wanted, I don't know if I'd ever enter a men's physique. That's awesome. I don't know if I had that discipline for a diet because I know that comes down to hours in the gym. And I know the diets for that have to be insane because you're trying to cut so much. And I, I know people who've done it and it's amazing. That's, I don't know if I have that level of discipline. I don't know. I'd say they're all like men's physique and then a Spartan, like just different um, types of discipline. But yes, I mean, I would say both are almost equally as hard. Uh, I mean, and I would say firsthand that I've done multiple shows. It sucks. Um, uh, it does. I, I mean, but as does achieving any uh, great goal, you know, right. David Goggins says it best. They want what, what, How do you say? I know I'm going to forget it. Listen to it every day. It's on my phone. And he says, uh, people don't want to be where you, people don't want to be where you are. Like make, make sure like you have to embrace that suck and keep doing it yes. and just keep pushing because people don't have the discipline I, you know, I, I hear people all the time because 
how can I put this without sounding a complete asshole? Well, yeah, because I've gotten fit and I've tried to get myself in shape, I've noticed people around me either hate it or they embrace it. And the people who hate it, I've, I've, it is because they don't have, for some reason, they're not letting themselves become disciplined. And I was the least disciplined person you've ever met in your entire life. I would literally walk past the garbage bag five times before I take it out because I was just lazy to walk out the steps you know, five feet. So I know, I know for a fact that anybody can become disciplined, you know, motivation gets you started. You know, that's like, we've talked about listening to Joe Rogan. We've talked about David Goggins. I've talked about Jocko Willing, all these guys like that. I will still turn them on. My first song on my playlist is uh, it's, it's a something somebody put together for David Goggins and it's badass. It's just him talking. Like I'm doing the math. I'm doing the math, you know, like this whole thing. I maybe have listened to it. And that, that's what sparks my workout almost every time, but it's discipline that keeps you going for sure. So what's your next carrot? What's your next goal? What's, what's something you want to hit next? Well, physically, um, uh, you know, physically I have some, uh, minor defects going on, hip issues, shoulder issues. So it's really, it's, it's like a, it's a, a not tasty carrot, but I'm mm-hmm. trying to use it to motivate me. Cause basically I'm doing a lot of corrective work at the gym. Okay. Heavy. but it's once I get that, I could go back. Like I was doing a lot of gymnastics strength training and like fun stuff, handstand variations and shit like that. And absolutely love it. But I wasn't making the progress because I have so much uh, of an imbalance and shoulder stability in my left shoulder. Uh, Same with my left hip where I need to fix that before I can move on. So right now it's all this unsexy stuff. You see me in the gym, I'm doing weird ass exercises, um, which I've always done weird stuff. Me too. Uh, uh, yeah, I love just, I love having people look at you and I'm like crawling on the ground. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. Trust me. I've gotten some weird looks. I bought one of those 25 pound clubs and I use it to spin around. People look at me like I'm like some kind of ancient warrior. Like, what oh, are you yeah. doing with that? I'm like, I just, I don't know. It feels great. I'm getting a great workout, but that is, <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, go ahead. No. So yeah, that is step one. It's getting myself uh, to basically optimal shape. So synergistically, my muscles working as they should, uh, which you look at me and posturally, I'm fine, but there's imbalances that we all have. And we all kind of get to the point, especially with weightlifting and stuff like that, that you progress. And if you don't fix these imbalances, uh, they get more or less worse and worse over time to the point where you're like, oh shit, I'm like 30% stronger in my right hand than my left. Got to go back and fix that. So that is the uh, kind of fun place I'm in now, uh, but it's good. I'm making progress. That's the biggest thing. Pro- I do a lot of that too. Like I isolate muscles. Like I use dumbbells, but I, if I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of a bench press or anything that I'm using that I can overcompensate. That was something I, since I started for some reason was something I wanted to do- like st- stick with. And I've, I'll do, you know, like I don't know, 25 pound dumbbell, do it. And I'll do 25 in this arm. And I, I do a lot. I want to make sure that I, I built everything. Well, someone's instilled in me in Texas. Someone told me that, like, make sure you're building everything equal because you, you will feel a huge difference. I'm not saying I'm as strong in my left hand as I am in my right. Um, but I have learned, like, you know, even my grip strength with doing jujitsu with some of the guys, when, well, when we used to train, if everything would open back up, it'd be great. That, you know, I actually felt like my grip strength was getting stronger in my non-dominant hand because I started working it more. And I actually felt like I could grip better with my my non-dominant hand. Um, one other question I wanted to, well, we're going to keep talking about, I want to ask you, like, so with Fit AF, you started it, you did all that. What, where do you want to take that? Where do you want to grow that into the next level? Like, what's what's your dream plan for, for Fit AF as a business? So, uh, Big question. <laughs> I know. Uh, I mean, easy answer, but so right. I mean, easy answer is we want to be shipping, probably shipping nationally. So I want to be national. That could be that we open up multiple facilities, which we still hand deliver and have a bunch of refrigerated vehicles that deliver, uh, which has its benefits, or we have one or two main facilities where we ship out of, um, still weighing the pros and cons. Ultimately, there's a few steps uh, to go before then. One is getting into the Philly market uh, and then moving eastward into Jersey, New York, and Connecticut is kind of uh, the next steps. That makes sense. I would think COVID's got to be good to you though, right? Are people ordering from you because they don't want to go out? It's uh, at first, we took a little bit of a hit. So I think, yeah, so people didn't want to leave. That helps us. But the fact that people that would normally be very busy going to work and whatnot, 
are now home and had more time to cook, sure. uh, we kind of lost that demographic. But I mean, I'm not complaining. We are thankfully uh, pretty COVID friendly. Uh, we don't get shut down. Uh, right. Overseen by the state uh, and have different guidelines, which is a double edged sword because it's good and it's also a pain in the ass because they don't fuck around. Um, no. But it's good. Um, and yeah, I, I'm definitely not complaining. But uh, in the sense that we do work with a lot of gyms. Right. Um, and that is a great place to meet, you know, people sure. and clients and stuff like that. That stinks that we can't do as much with that as we once were. You know, going to like I went to Lyft uh, to hand out yeah. samples, and I think that's that. Um, so yeah, those are basically the goals. That's good. I mean, it's good to like that's not only personal goals, like physical and your own personal. I think it's business because you know everybody. Like I know I do. Obviously, you do. I have that entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, I don't know how you turn a podcast into the point where you're. Hey, Joe Rogan did it. Other people did it. I'm sure I could figure something out. But my biggest thing is like I just want to keep growing and talking to people because. I, I like to talk. So I figured that, you know, it'd be nice to start talking to people. My goal is to grow the podcast itself is I want to keep having great conversations like you. Um, I just had uh, Allison on uh, again for medical marijuana. She's going to be actually doing a series with us, which is actually going to be really cool. Um, I'm actually trying to get some lady who's in charge of somewhere. She does psychedelics research. Um, right. Cause I'm all into those things. And these are the things that I want to do personally. And I'm just, I'm so glad you came on because again, when I tried your stuff, that's why I reached right out to you. I'm like, Holy shit, this stuff rocks. Like I was I won't lie, I was expecting I wasn't expecting what we got. And I think that's the biggest barrier I would want people to understand. Like again, I say it all the time. People ask me on Facebook all the time. I'm like, listen, I would have done this two years ago. If I would have known now what I know then, hands down, I'm saving money grocery shopping because I'm not there is no junk food in my house. Me, me and Cindy laugh all the time. We go grocery shopping, it's literally for uh frozen burritos, which they're like two bucks a piece, um, coffee this organic cereal kick I'm on for that'll go away too. So I'm not oatmeal cause it's cold. Um, and that's it because like, we don't keep it's, it's taken junk food. I think that's the reason why I'm losing weight. There's no, I'm not going grocery shopping and dropping 200 bucks. I'm not buying the chips and everything else going down every single aisle because I have my dinners already prepared, which right. is, I can't, we want to say thank you more than anything. For <laughs> the time you're, I feel bad. You are, you guys are cooking all the time and me and Cindy now are kicking back on Sunday, just waiting for the car to pull up with my new green bag outside. Well, it's what we do. Um, no, and I appreciate that. And that's probably my favorite feedback, uh, kind of, is when people are like, wow, this was a lot better than I thought. And initially, I'm like, why the fuck did you have such low expectations? Um, but it's kind of, it, I get it. It's like, oh, yeah. prepared meals delivered to my house. How good can it be? Uh, and I love when people are like, dude. Yeah. Was- well, you know, like we were buying, you ever, you, I'm sure you heard of it. And, I, and I'm, I, I'll say it. You ever, I'm sure you've heard of those lean cuisines, those all the garbage you could buy. And then you see, sure, everybody tries them. You're losing weight, you try it. You're in the eye, like, oh, lean cuisine, this looks good, looks healthy. I'm sorry, they taste like they're frozen and they're garbage. Like they don't, they don't even have a taste to them. Like you're, like even Cindy said, because she hates spice, like she's not a big fan of spicy and all that stuff. She loves this. I'm like, these taste, like just the seasonings alone are just, I don't know. They're good. You've made even the vegetarian stuff that normally sucks taste good. And that's what, that's what I like because I try to prepare stuff. I bought it's somewhere here. I have a cookbook on vegetarian stuff and literally I tried to make it and my dog wouldn't eat it. It was that was it bad. Dog kitchen by chance. No. Uh, what, what did you say it was? what do you ask? Dog kitchen. Was that the name of the book? No, I'm trying to look for it in my bookshelf over there. I'm, I can't seem to locate it, but it was something, some kind of fit, you know, plant-based cookbook. And I just, I never did it and I couldn't, I could not, could not do it. Could not do it. Now, these are your own recipes or these recipes that you found that you're doing. So where do you come up with these menus every week? Cause it changes. So, yeah. So some of them are, and some of them are my chefs. Uh, I would like to take credit for about 30% of them. Okay. Uh, initially they are, they were all my recipes. And then, uh, cause I, I don't have a culinary background. So I quickly, as the business began to do good. I was like, okay, I have to hire people that are much, much better than me and are experts in their field. Sure. So they, uh, we basically work together because a lot of times they're, uh, and they're pretty at this point, you know, nutrition focused, but it's like, okay, let's do whatever, a burger. And, that's, right. and then on my end, it's like, okay, how do we uh, put a fit AF spin on that? Yeah. <laughs> um, I like that. So, yeah, that's how we kind of have to work. And I think we do a good job. It's, you don't, my goal is to make people not 
think they're eating healthy, if especially if that's a demographic. And we have multiple demographics. Like some people like just want our plain meals that are like ground beef and rice. And then some right. people want to eat really good tasting food that doesn't taste like it's healthy. And that's kind of my goal is to with as little ingredients as possible and decent quality food to make it taste pretty freaking banging. Yeah. Hands down. I like the fact that you have three different, like you have, so you have the lean, which is what I get because we do the lean and then you had what your signature and then your performance, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. All different, uh, basically calorie points. And within those are the different diets of, you know, low carb, regular carb, vegetarian, et cetera. Gotcha. Gotcha on that. Um, so another question, you play the guitar. How long are you playing the guitar? These are questions. Here's the things like I looked you up, like I went on YouTube and started Googling you like crazy. So guitar, how long are you playing the guitar? Uh, I think I was 12. Really? Um, yeah, I've been playing for a while. I used to, I don't know. Did you see like videos? And yeah, stuff? I was watching. You're, you're damn good at it, brother. I got to give you credit. Like I, I liked it. Stop that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I used to practice. So as like, I'm zero or 10, I either don't do something or I do it all the way. And that was with food, nutrition, fitness. And that was with guitar. And I would practice five to eight hours a day Jesus. with the metronome, like the click 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 going over scales and stuff um and i'm glad i did because now i don't but i still have maintained a lot of that and i could still shred right um, but yes i've been playing since 12 on and off for the past whatever 16 years that's I, I i don't play anything that's awesome i tried the harmonic i think i told you oh no that was beth i was telling because we had the band on love sick mary from texas they're actually coming back on tomorrow and they're actually performing four songs live which she said to me do you have any requests i she's we were friends since high school she's like i remember you used to love the doors i'm gonna surprise you with a door song so i have no idea what to expect tomorrow but they're putting on a four they're doing four songs so all acoustics so that'd be pretty cool the guy they were supposed to have on they called him the billy joel of denton texas everybody knows this guy he had a cancel unfortunately he got sick so he has to get tested for covid so obviously he's not doing nothing so it's her and her husband Hef. They're going to come on and do these um, these songs tomorrow. So I'm pumped. Um, she's actually doing the opening for our podcast now. So I feel pretty legit. Now we have an opening music. I got my logo made. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm almost getting like kind of legit. I'm kind of waiting for it to like crest now. Um, what's you need, I, uh, I mean, you got a nice little studio, but like a Joe Rogan setup. Yeah, we, I would love to have a job. You know, we were supposed to have a studio, brother. Right, right when COVID hit, I I went down. I taught this guy at Wagon Works in Tamaqua. Great guy. I really wanted to be there. It was like this warehouse. They turned into single office spaces, but they built them out of pallets. They were like cool looking. They were like really like artsy. I liked it. And the guy, they I fit down there. He was charging me like next to nothing to rent the place. Um, I was going to take it, and then COVID hit, and then I'm like. I don't want to drive 45 minutes to the studio every day when I could do it here and right. turn one of the rooms into it. So this has become my yoga meditation podcast, little hangout room. This is just, but it's not bad. I like it. Yeah, it works. It does. I need a, I need a fit AF banner though. Like right in this corner ish right here. Oh yes. I have to get you one of those. Yeah. We'll get one of those or up in the gym. I want to put it up um, for sure. For sure. Cause I, I definitely, like I said, I want to promote the living heck out of it because it has helped. It's, it's helped us. It really, it really has. It's, and it's the time savings that helps. I think it's the time savings, the money savings. I don't have to worry about my, everything's done. And that's my plug for you guys, but I absolutely, absolutely love it. I do not pay Dan. No, I am not paid. And everybody, that's what everybody asks me. Like, you working from like, nope. Yeah. I give him a little store credit if he sends someone over, but uh, I, I, and I do appreciate everything. Uh, nope. No problem, bro. That's why, that's why, again, that's why I reached out to you. Cause I, I really like it. And when I was looking you up on YouTube and doing all that stuff, I was like, when I saw the guitar, I was like, man, he could play. I've tried, I've tried guitar. My, my nephew has been playing guitar and piano. So I think he's the only one that's going to be artsy and be able to do that stuff. And for us in the family, yeah. Anybody in your family do it? Just you. Just me. Um, I'm a big advocate for people to learn an instrument. It's similar to learning a language and what it does to your brain and strengthens this prefrontal cortex, which just has a tons of other benefits in your life from focus to being able to kind of come down to the present moment. Like music is the present moment, which, you know, meditation and yoga yeah. and all these things help us get to, but most people aren't happy because they don't have this relationship with the present moment. And music is just a fantastic way to trick your brain to being here um, sure. without having to sit there. And a, a big fan of, I would definitely recommend pick up something, give it, you know, a couple hours a week, you you will notice a huge difference in your brain function in a month or two. 
That's awesome. Is it almost like, cause you know, like I've been learning how to live in the moment more myself with doing the meditation. Um, and I've been, you know, I, again, I, I like, I'm a, like a little hippie, I guess I've become, I really been trying to study all this stuff. I got all my rocks and meditation stuff that people have been giving me. And, um, I have noticed that when I run, especially when, um, I won't lie, I'll take, you know, two or three puffs off my pen. I go for a run, especially in the summer in the woods. And you almost reach because you're living in the moment, running down rocks like a kid. Remember, you used to run as a kid. Well, as an adult, I'm scared as fuck. I'm going to fall and break my leg. So, like, I'm trying to concentrate as hard as I can. And I've noticed that 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 concentration, because of being in that moment, it almost seems like everything slows down. Like, I'll be running, and I could actually see, like, the rock. Like, my buddy Tim runs with me. I'll watch. He's always in the lead because he's way faster. And I'll see, like, the stones actually, like, boom, like, it's literally because I'm focused so hard. Do you get that? Like when you're playing the guitar and you're focused, is it like everything around you stops and you're just completely focused on that moment and like the strings and the core? Okay. Literally creating an infograph right now for social media. That's uh, called how to get in a flow state. So flow state is that, and it is kind of a meditative state, but it's similar. A lot of people get it when they run play Mm -hmm. extreme sports, stuff like that, where uh, the challenge of what you're doing um, God, what is it? The, tra- there's, it, there's triggers to get into it. Uh, and we could talk about it, but basically you get it when you play music, you could get it doing work. You just have to relax into it. Like if you're doing something and it's too challenging, you won't get into flow. If it's too easy, you won't get into flow either. So think okay. running, running, you're probably, when you do that, you're not going balls to the wall no. or else you'll come out of it a little bit. But once you're in that groove, you get into that state of like just ultimate presence, time slows down, you have no idea what else is going around you, but you are laser-like focus and it's basically orgasmic. It is, it's the best way to describe it. And only the time I've ever felt it before, it was running and then in Florida, um, I fell in love with surfing, in love with it. And um, the guy, it was funny, uh, real quick, I was you know learning how to surf and the guy next to me, this old guy lived across the street. And one day I was paddling for waves and I kept, getting on this guy's wave and people are like, yo, you keep dropping in on that dude. Like you shouldn't do that. You don't know who he is. And I'm like, just seems like an old guy out there surfing here. The guy paddled over to me. I find out the guy's name is skip Savage. He's an East coast hall of fame legend when it comes to surfing. And everybody said the guy was an asshole. Like he won't talk to people. This guy for two years became my best friend. I'd go over and have coffee with him. He showed me, you know, tricks how to surf. And there was one day in particular, he took me out and he says, it's an epic day. It's a little bigger than it's ever been down here. We have a good time. So he took me out. So here I'm surfing with a guy who like, you just watch a guy surf and it was, it was romantic is the only way to put it. The guy catches a wave, turns, and it was almost like he danced. One wave, one time, everything stopped. I could watch every ripple across the board. I could see the wave breaking in front of me. You know, you turn, you come back and everything, it felt like I rode that wave for 20 minutes. It was probably 20 seconds, you know, but it just felt that it was so transcendent. I loved it. And that was, again, like you're talking about flow state. That was the word I was looking for. And I just, I think I chase that now though. Do you? Yes. Um, but there's ways to make it happen. And it is like, it, you can be addicted to it. I mean, yeah. good addiction to have, um, yeah. but there are definitely are ways to make it happen. I try to do it with my work cause I struggle to focus. So if I set a couple of things up ahead of time, so part of getting in a flow is being clear in your outcome mm-hmm. um, and having some sort of competence to what you're doing. So certain things, like a lot of things I'm doing for the first time, uh, especially in business, it's okay. like a lot of testing things out. So once I start to get more confidence in it and have clear outcomes, I'm more able to get in flow. And like, as I was doing this infograph on flow, I was starting to get into flow. I was that's like, awesome. really, yeah. And that's like the ultimate pleasure. It's like doing work and enjoying what you're doing. Um, now, I, do I get that when I do like accounting and shit? No. No. I don't, I don't think anybody, well, maybe an accountant does. I don't know. I'm not excited about numbers because that always scared me because <laughs> yeah. I, was like, oh, I always owe somebody something. Even it's a collect a bill collector somewhere, not because I'm late on bills, but it's a bill. I mean, um, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's, and I have become addicted. To, I've been trying to chase that feeling a little bit. I've gotten close to it once or twice, maybe during meditation um, because it's hard to let go. But then again, you know, we talked about it. I, I, my biggest thing is like, is psychedelics help you get into different states because again, it's messing with your brain and it does different stuff. And that's why I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Like, I think you learn a lot through that stuff. And that's one thing that I'm trying to study and learn more about is are, because it unlocks something in your brain. It's, it calms you down. It does something to you. You feel connected. I can't explain it. It's not so, a flow state. 
Are we talking microdosing? Um, yeah, but I've also gone deep. Like I've, 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 I've tried to see what else is out there. I, I haven't uh, gone, you know, too deep, but yeah, I've, I, I've microdosed, but no, I've done a little bit more than a microdose yeah. um, just to try to get some answers. And I, I will tell you since doing it, the, the especially, yeah, I have become closer to my family because I was the guy, like the son of the family, like not the black sheep, but I never came around, really didn't spend a lot of time with my sister or my nephews or stuff like that. But since really unlocking what's ever up here, um, I, I feel a connection to family again, which is, it's weird. I can't explain it. It's weird. It's like, I think when you do a psychedelic, like a mushroom, I think it makes you want to, um, I think they want to show you something. I think they want to teach you something, make you a better person. That's my own personal weird take on it. But um, no, I completely understand. Yeah. Good. Um, Glad you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's, uh, and especially now, like there's a lot of research coming out. So it is uh, very elusive and it's like mm-hmm. kind of the sexy thing. Um, and I will say, um, there's a lot of good in it but then i think making anything so i would say this to like the audience of like sure. making anything you feel like oh my god this is the answer to my depression or anxiety and stuff like it, it's rarely that right. but it does help in like larger doses do help with things dissolving the ego and you can if you go into it right with some sort of intention i think yeah. have a profound experience and come out of it with lasting positive effects and then on the microdosing size, there are ways like you don't microdose and get rid of your, you know, anxiety symptoms. But if mm-hmm. you intentionally start microdosing and you develop the things that, you know, you want to work on, can it quicken the results you would get th- then through like normal psychotherapy or reading a self-help book? I would argue definitely. Yes. I, I feel the same way. You're, you're and you said the, the biggest thing, it's an intention. And every time, you know, when you do an experience like that, you have to have an intention. You can't, I mean, like I said, we, when me and um, Allison were talking, you want to get fucked up. That's what's going to happen, you know, but I think you need to just, when people use it as a tool and there's medicines out there that can be used as a tool to help everybody. Like again, uh, when it comes to cannabis, it, cannabis helped me lose the weight. Cannabis helped me stay on track. It helped me heal. It helped me feel better going to the gym. And then the past year, I will say con- consistently for the past year, I bet you 95% of my workouts I'd have a puffer two. And again, a puffer two is not putting me anywhere near the point of being high, but it allows me, I feel every muscle fiber. I feel when I, when I'm working out, I can feel things different in my body. Um, to the point where I, I when I'm done working, I'm like, it felt orgasmic. That was a great, well, oh my God, it was a great workout. And every single workout be- becomes better and better because of that. Um, but intention, if you're in anybody out there, I don't tell anybody to do it, but it's, um, and intention is important. And so is the set and setting. You got to be in the right place in the right frame of mind because anything that's back here that's haunting you is coming right to the front when you do it and you have to face it head on. But again, it does dissolve your ego. And I'm, it does. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of that. But that's a whole conversation we can have because I'm a big, I become a big proponent for those almost as much as the legalization of marijuana. But anything that's abused is bad. I think not everybody can do certain things. I think certain personalities will abuse no matter what it is. I mean, that's why people get heavy. They abuse food. It's becomes, become, that was my crutch all the time was to grab a candy bar. Uh, yes. I, um, so I came to my backstory as used to live in Connecticut. I uh, got in a bunch of trouble, did a bunch of things I shouldn't have came out here to get sober more or less. Mm-hmm. So that was seven years ago, uh, almost eight now for five years, just gung ho, complete sobriety. And then I lifted what, um, I gave a pass to a couple of things and those were mushrooms and uh, LSD, uh, specifically microdosing to start. Uh, And I've since done a couple larger doses. I went to Indonesia and did a ceremony, uh, which was profound. Yeah. You're my Uh, new best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was, uh, it was very interesting. Uh, It wasn't the plan. I I was going there for a business and kind of like a personal development seminar and ran into the right people uh, of all things. But uh, I definitely, as someone who's been at the bad end of that spectrum, like I have to be careful. Sure, It's easy for me to be like, oh, I'm bored. Let's like go fucking eat a bunch of mushrooms and run around the woods. Sure. But that's that for me can't be the, like, there's gotta be an intention. And I'm sure that that part of my mind is still like, yeah, <laughs> we love this. and like, I have fun when I do it, 
sure. but I also learn a lot from it and grow and it is very intermittent. Um, but yeah, I'm totally, I'm for all the, I mean, I'm for the, them to keep researching that stuff. Cause I think there is something there. I, I, I agree with you. And that's, and, um, and thanks for sharing that story. That, that's, that's awesome. I mean, I, I, um, I feel the same way and I, I've done it because there were certain things I wanted to unlock and certain things I've read about and certain people bust my balls like, Oh, you do because Joe Rogan talks about psychedelics all the time. And that's the only reason why you did it. Maybe. And maybe it's because I didn't realize what could happen if I do them. And maybe that sparked my interest to start reading about them and talking to, I've talked to, if I haven't talked to a hundred people about mushrooms and what it's like, and I've done the same thing. I've done mushrooms and LSD. I, I don't hide who I am and what I've done from anybody because it took me four to two years to be proud of the guy I've done and the journeys I've done and the things I've done because I've done a lot of fucked up stuff. I've done a lot of fun stuff. Um, and I'm very proud of who I am. And I can finally say that with confidence that like, I like who I am. And yeah, I've done it. Um, I will say I like mushrooms more than LSD. I feel like I get more. Of, and I, the studies I've read, I think the same thing. Mushrooms are more of a religious, more of a connection, more of a I don't know. I feel, I feel human again. I feel like I want to like be around people again. And LSD is more like I did it. I had fun. I enjoyed the experience. Um, I've done that a few times, but I, I would always, if I had a choice, I think I'd grab the mushrooms for the experience of being connected to people again. It's, 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 it's helped me. My big thing is I want to go DM, do DMT and I want to do ayahuasca. Uh, and I'm looking up places to actually go and, and do this. Uh, but again, I'm a little nervous about setting up an appointment because for me, it's all about being in the right place in my head. So what if I make the appointment, I'm not in the right headspace. I flew all the way to California to do it. Do I just do it anyway? <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's one of the things I don't know. Cause around here, I would never, I'm not one of those guys. I won't do anything if it's not in a controlled environment, the way I want it done. But you and I both, I think we both have addictive personalities. We were talking about like, we get into it. We have to, it's either all in or all out. And that's how I am. And that's why I like the fact that I've developed discipline. And I think that's what keeps me in check. Nope. I'm only going to do these. This is it. And if I, if I fail and go back and I'm a loser, I fucked up and I'm an idiot because I didn't listen to myself and just did what I was supposed to do. So for me, it helps reinstill my discipline to use it as a tool and not as a toy. Yes. And I would still like, if somebody who was in recovery was listening to this, I do not advocate it for people in recovery. It's, it's ten, like, it's risky. And I, I've thankfully been fine, but it's, depending on where they're at and their stage of recovery, it can be good or bad. Um, thankfully, most hallucinogens are not addictive, uh, but you still can get that mental addiction to them. Um, uh, it's funny though, you mentioned DMT, and this is probably way too much information. Um, <laughs> I used to cook it back in the day. Did you um, really? <laughs> Have you yeah. done it yourself or did you just? Oh no, yeah, I did it more than, I mean, to the, like, it's like, I don't know, if you sell cookies for a living, you're going to eat a lot of cookies to the point I got you. you get sick of them. Uh, it, it was like that. I mean, great. Uh, probably uh, shortened my lifespan a little bit just because of what is involved in the sure. process of making it and how you consume it. Uh, this was probably nine years ago. Right. Uh, just for people who are like, oh, the owner of FDF cooks DMT. Yeah, no, you're, you're good. <laughs> Most people, you know what the nice thing with it is? No, you... Again, it's owning your stuff and, and being proud of who you are because you are, right? You've come a long way, man. You've done a lot. Yeah. Um, I do rec uh <laughs> for you though, check it out. Oh, I'm I'm gonna check it out. There's no see, my thing is because I've been reading about it, they say, you know, again, I've done the mushrooms and I've uh I've experienced things from doing them that I never, you know, it does make put it this way. I believe in God. It's a, you know, there's a lot of religions that say, Oh, do you believe in this? Do you believe in that? You have to really believe in this. Religion is so, especially I was brought up Roman Catholic, right? It was jammed down my throat. I was an altar boy. I had to do all the crazy stuff. And um, because it was rammed down my throat, I really pulled away from religion in my twenties. Like not that I, I believe in God, but I got away from it. But again, doing the psychedelics has brought me to like, okay, there is definitely without a doubt something out there. I don't know what it is. I don't know who it is, what it is, but there's something out there. So uh, a long, long time ago, a priest told me this. I, I asked a question or someone asked a question in the group was, well, what, what if I don't believe in God? And he said, well, here's the deal. If you believe in God and you live your life according to the 10 commandments, this, let's just say the 10 commandments, you'd be a good person and you die and there is no God. Well, you didn't lose anything. But if you live your life as an asshole and go against everything the 10 commandments tell you, and there is a God, you lost everything, right? So just on that religious twist, I think by doing the psychedelics, it makes making me a better person. It makes me more connected to God. It makes me more connected to family and whatever else is out there. So in the same boat, I look at it like that's my reassurance that something's out there. I, have you felt that when you've done it? Have you felt like you're, there is something more out there than just this? Yes, 100%. 
That, and that is kind of what I, what my intentions are usually based on. Yeah. Um, a lot of which coming to the present moment and getting that sense of uh, connection uh, in whatever it is to whatever it is that's out there. Awesome. Um, yeah. and it, it does help with that. Uh, it does. It absolutely, absolutely does. Definitely. So uh, what's the menu this week? I didn't look. What do we got good this week? Because I got to uh, pick my menu out by tomorrow. <laughs> Um, anything different, anything good. Let's, let's talk about it because see me and Cindy have to do it every Thursday. Uh, we sit up here and we pick our menu out. It's like, it's actually, <clears throat> this is how anal I've gotten. We actually get a reminder in our calendars that we have to go in and pick our menu at eight 30 at night. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because if I, I forgot it one day and thank God, I don't, I didn't know if you knew this. I know your app will text you. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for you, I would have missed my meal two weeks ago. There was a reminder, oh, yeah. you get your, did you put your order in? And I'm like, shit, I didn't put my order in. That's a nice feature you have because life does happen. And when I got that text, I'm like, damn it, I got to stop and order this. I'm literally at work trying to order my food real fast before the 12 o'clock deadline Friday. Yes. So thank you for that. That That is one thing I want people to know too. Again, I, I do it, but not only that, but every, there's a lot of information on your website to help people. Like your website's kick ass. I like that. Yeah, I think it's presented well. I try to make it like, there's a lot, but hopefully not overwhelming no. um, this week for you plant-based folks. Um, <laughs> we do have a couple of stuffed peppers, uh, mm-hmm. one that's plant-based Southwestern and quinoa avocado stuffed pepper. Uh, and then there's one with Turkey. Both are fantastic. And oh, wow. I, I mean, obviously I'm biased. I mean, if I want to, <laughs> again, if I want to be like, Oh, do I not like something on the menu? Uh, actually, I don't see anything this week that I'm like, not, Whammy about like, like everything on my menu, honestly, because it has to go by me for it to be on the menu again. Or I like that. The only thing that I'm like tentative on. Um, yeah. For people who are not plant based, though, barbecue smoked Gouda burger, um, absolutely fantastic. Cindy loved it. That's Cindy's absolute. I think she had it. You had that like a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, yeah. something like that. She loved it. Yeah, I'm not. I I can't even like be humble. Like it is absolutely amazing. <laughs> hey, if it's good, it's good. There's no, there's nothing wrong with that, at all. Um, let's see how long. What we're we talking here is the first time we're doing it. Uh, oh, I don't want to keep you. It's actually been an hour almost. That's that's kick ass. Uh, are you down for coming back on again? Dude, totally. This is a good time. I really, I really enjoy this. It's. Uh, do you want to um, real quick tell everybody your whatever you want, any information, your social media, where to find you? Um, I'll put the link in the bios for them too in your description. But let them know where they can find you. At. Um, so me personally, Jordan Galasso, uh, FedAF Nutrition, my business is pretty much everywhere slash FedAF Nutrition, uh, Instagram, Facebook, FedAFNutrition.com, uh, Jordan at FedAFNutrition.com is my email. If anyone has questions, honestly, whether it's about like the food or we do nutrition coaching, or if it's just like, Hey, I have these questions regarding nutrition. I don't know what to do. Could you help clarify this? I love doing that. So please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, yeah. That's it. Awesome. And I know you are like that because I've asked you a ton of questions already since we started talking about nutrition and health. So I really appreciate all that. Um, yeah. Other than that, we'll definitely have you on again really, really soon. Um, anyway, I end everyone this way. Get out there. Spread some happy. Remember, this guy loves you. Talk is cheap. Time is heavy. Ain't going to do it till I'm ready. Life's just here passing me by. Ain't going to sit around and cry. So don't you go.